what does your body want in it, around it, like to be fed, to be immersed in? That's all gorgeous. And what you said, like, you deserve this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this nurturing is your birthright Mm -hmm. as a human. But... Like, (laughs) I know. I was like, let's spend a lot of time there in the yumminess because also. But the universe is asking you to stand up for what you deserve. It's Mm -hmm. not going to just be like handed to you on a silver spoon. Mm -hmm. This is literally you making a choice to speak up for what you want, Mm -hmm. to empower yourself, Mm -hmm. and at the utmost have the gratitude and belief and faith in yourself that you deserve this. Welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my love. Here comes another new moon. We have another new moon tomorrow. It just turns out we keep going round and round and round. (laughs) And I'm so excited to have on today a dear friend and like a business bestie. So Leslie Tagorda, welcome to Mind Witchery. Welcome back to Mind Witchery. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Natalie. Thank you for having me here to talk about the things that we love to talk about most, astrology. (laughs) The things we love to talk about most. Yes. Leslie and I love talking about astrology so much. We wrote a book together (laughs) about it. It was a very 2022 book because it was about those lunar cycles. Although I will say, Leslie, there is a lot of timeless shit in there. There is some timeless wisdom in there. So much good stuff. Maybe one day we'll come back to it when the time is right. Maybe one day we will come back when the time is right. So Leslie is a genius. Leslie is an astrologer. Leslie is a multiracial, completely committed to making this world better brand strategist. Leslie is a mama and a musician and this delightful multiplex being. And I'm so grateful to call you my friend. What did I miss? Oh my goodness, I feel like you totally saw like the prism of all of my facets. Ah, it's my specialty. Yes. <laughs> so, Leslie, we are here to talk about this next lunar cycle. We're here to talk about the new moon in Taurus that is tomorrow. It is May 19th. And then the full moon in Sagittarius, which is June 4th. Let me pause, though, and just say, I just time traveled into the future because, in fact, you and I are sitting here (laughs) on Cinco de Mayo, and it is the lunar eclipse in Scorpio right now in current time, right? But for the listeners— And Mercury retrograde. And Mercury retrograde. But that's why I felt free to time travel. So for the listeners listeners who are listening to this on the 18th of May, it's tomorrow, baby. Tomorrow is the new moon in Taurus. However, we will still be— in the eclipsy window. And so I'm just kind of curious to start there. Like, 
What has this eclipse season been about for you? This past eclipse season, I feel like everything has just been like building and building and building for us. And, you know, I don't know if some of your listeners or clients tend to get freaked out by like, oh, no, the sky is falling. We're going to have another eclipse. Oh, no, Mm. Pluto is retrograde. Oh, no, Mercury is retrograde. Mm. And I feel like all of these eclipses, like if we go back to the first eclipse, the new moon solar eclipse at Aries of 29 degrees, Mm. Then we have Mercury retrograde. Then we had this Scorpio eclipse. Like all of these were taking us on this like roller coaster ride through making a bet on ourselves, on our best selves, mm-hmm. coming face to face with scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. That Scorpio eclipse, like that total like spiritual detox, like the I'm going to be potty mouth a little bit, but like. Yeah feeling that liberation in your body after you've taken like the biggest, most massive dump. The best feeling, (laughs) the best feeling, just like, ah, I didn't need any of that. Did not need any of that fear, shame, guilt. So like those like three events that are leading us up now to this newest lunation of this Taurus new moon, Mm -hmm. Like Taurus wants to hoard stuff, right? Can we swear on this podcast? Like, oh yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. You know, like that that Taurus energy, like left unchecked, is like gonna like hoard shit. It's gonna mm-hmm. overbuy courses, cheap trinkets, mm-hmm. luxury bags, mm-hmm. overeat H and M clothes, everything, H- <laughs> fast fashion, mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. right? And so. We needed all of that purging because we needed to make space for what we truly want Mm -hmm. so that we can feel full and satisfied. And this is something that I really like learned from you, Natalie, that idea of plentitude, Mm. satisfaction. Mm -hmm. So now we get this new moon in Taurus tomorrow as we time travel Mm -hmm. to May 19th and we get to say, what do I want mm-hmm. what makes what do you feel I good. want yeah. and we have Jupiter arriving in Taurus <laughs> it's like the new moon is happening and Jupiter like knocks on the door is like hello I'm here what do you make of that let's go big at the time of this Taurus new moon we have Jupiter North Node Mercury Uranus and both um, luminaries all in Taurus. Mm-hmm. So it was like a Taurus party. Mm-hmm. What do you want that makes you feel so good in your body? What feels good on your body? What is like that peacefulness? Like, what do you want to eat? Mm-hmm. What do you want to put in your body, on your body, around your body? Totally. And then Jupiter is like, go big. Yeah. Take and up space. Totally. And and also we have Venus and Cancer. So Venus is ruling the moon. Venus is in Cancer. And Venus is like, no, really, baby. Yeah. You deserve it. You need it. Like nurture, love. That's what I'm getting. Do you agree oh, with this vibe? Totally. Because if you think of like Cancer, right, the divine mother and Venus in Cancer, she is inviting you into her opulent home mm-hmm. and, you know, putting the fuzziest, warmest slippers on your feet mm-hmm. and sitting you around her kitchen table so that we can connect and welcome mm-hmm. you. What is like Venus and Cancer going to feed you? It's not going to be like 
a, a crudite plate. She's nope. going to be like, want some ice cream? <laughs> right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I have actually have a great friend who does Taurus and she has a ton of Taurus, a ton of cancer in her chart. And her home is just, I can't even describe. It's like every dish is so pleasant. Like every mug is a joy to hold. Every window has like a little plant and then a, a little rose quartz. It's like, it's so beautiful and and opulent, but not in a Trumpy way, right? Oh, it's like, blah. Blah, right. It's like deeply gorgeous, deeply sweet and like, of the earth comforting. I can imagine that her house also smells like just like fresh peonies, like the slightest waft of peonies from mm-hmm. like a very expensive like <laughs> mm-hmm. room freshener. Yeah. Not the cheapy room freshener, like the stuff yeah. that comes from Europe. <laughs> yeah. It's like her towels are really fluffy. Maria Cristina, if you are listening to this, you already know this, but like her <laughs> towels are fluffy and you smell them and you're like, what? possible detergent makes it smell like ever so slightly perfumed but also like it's been dried in the sun it's just can we go to her house (laughs) we we all want to go to her house we all want to go to her house okay so that was a nice luxurious sidebar of the yumminess of this lunation all this taurus energy ruled by a venus in cancer i love this like what does your body want in it around it like to be fed, to be immersed in, that's all gorgeous. And what you said, like, you deserve this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this nurturing is your birthright Mm -hmm. as a human. But... Like, (laughs) I know. I was like, let's spend a lot of time there in the yumminess because also. But the universe is asking you to stand up for what you deserve. It's Mm -hmm. not going to just be like handed to you on a silver spoon. Mm -hmm. This is literally you making a choice to speak up for what you want, Mm -hmm. to empower yourself, Mm -hmm. and at the utmost have the gratitude and belief and faith in yourself that you deserve this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially because, right? (laughs) Especially because. Yes. Some of the bad boys, <laughs> some of the, some of the, some of the tough ones. <laughs> You're like Na- relaxing your shoulders. I know. There. I'm like, I'm like, let me, let me stretch. Let me stretch. Some of the tough ones, namely our friends Mars and yep. Pluto yep. are also having a conversation in this lunation. They're facing off with each mm-hmm. other. Now, I feel like both you and I like to play with sharp objects yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to say because we trust ourselves right. right i'm like dear podcast producer there's our audiogram right there <laughs> i think you and i both like to play with sharp objects <laughs> we do indeed right because we like to cut away shit that's not working yeah and if your knife isn't sharp it's not gonna cut <laughs> totally 100 percent. if you want to cook you're going to need a knife and it's going to need to be sharp. A good knife. Yeah. A good knife. Yeah. All right. So we have some. We yeah. have some knives. 
we have some knives. And so astrologically speaking, for those astro techies out there, we have what is called a T-square. Mm-hmm. And you can visualize a T-square as like a right angle square, like a half of a, uh, a right angle triangle, half of a square. You know how I like to think about it too? I love to think about squares and T-squares as like a four-way intersection mm-hmm. where it's like three cars are pulling up at the exact same time and they have to spend a minute going, okay, who's who's the going? Right yeah. It's like they all have to kind of look at each other. And these three planets, it just turns out like aren't really the ones to kind of sit back and be, Ooh, and be no. like, and be like, oh, no, go ahead. Maybe <laughs> Jupiter, but not even really, right? It's like, oh, no. go ahead, go ahead. No, like these guys are all like really wanting to go. So what do you make of the, op- the, the kind of really the part of the opposition that is Mars at the anoretic degree of Cancer, the very last 29 degrees of Cancer, yeah. opposing our still brand new in Aquarius Pluto. Pluto. Yeah. Yeah. What do you make of that? This is fight energy. Mm -hmm. This is face off energy. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be afraid if we understand what they're fighting for. Mm -hmm. Right. And ultimately, to me, at least when I see oppositions and, and these squares, you know, natally, or even just in a chart, there, there's so much energy, there's so much activation. And it pushes us like we need these squares, these oppositions to have the momentum to drive things forward. And a square is always asking you to make a choice. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like, I don't believe it's integration. It's a choice, a yeah. decision. It's a choice. It's a decision. It is definitely the like to continue the potty mouth shit or get off the pot. Like, <laughs> Don't be like, sitting there reading your phone. <laughs> Like, are we doing this or not? <laughs> and, you know, I just wrote this question, Leslie. I hope you'll go with it, too. But with with Jupiter in the mix, right, because we have Mars and Pluto across from one another. And then we have Jupiter in that kind of third position. Mm-hmm. So at 90 degrees from both of those planets, I think Jupiter who's an idealist, Mm -hmm. Jupiter, who's here for growth and learning and wisdom and expansion in that way. I Mm -hmm. think Jupiter is like, so what is worth fighting for? Yeah. What do you believe in? What do you believe in? Jupiter is is holding down court here. Mm -hmm. When we have this kind of um, T-square in the sky, the planet that is holding court as kind of like the pivot, the center of this opposition is the one that gets to make the judgment. Mm -hmm. And Jupiter is about judgment. Yeah. And it's funny. On the one hand, yay, it's Jupiter. Jupiter's a benefic. Jupiter Mm -hmm. ultimately is like, look, these choices, these fights, they can be for the highest good. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, Jupiter is a massive gaseous being, which, oh, which yeah. can kind of overdo it. Jupiter is simply going to overdo, exaggerate, expand whatever you believe. Mm-hmm. So if you're already in that place of fear and um, disempowerment or powering over and controlling all of those, that face-off energy between Mars and Pluto, mm. then guess what? Your dogma, your judgment, your limiting mm-hmm. beliefs, 
Jupiter is going to flame those fires and add gasoline to it. Yeah. Super important also because Neptune is trining Mars. (laughs) And (laughs) Neptune just has this way, right? Neptune is, I always think like, um, if you all haven't seen, we'll put this in the show notes. Stevie Nicks, the video for Rooms on Fire. (laughs) Have you seen this video? No, I need to look that up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Let me just like, here's the choice lyric from the song. Long nets of white cloud my memories. It's just like, it's the whole video is very like, you know. I didn't light this on fire. The rooms are on fire, but like, it's all so dreamy. (laughs) Yeah. What does that say to you that there's a Neptune trine to Mars? I absolutely love Neptune trying to Mars. Like it's mm. one of my favorite aspects. Like mm. when I see it in people natally, mm-hmm. when I see it in the sky, because to me, this is devotion through action. Mm. That is a beautiful way to think about it. Yeah. And so I haven't seen this video of this, this fire, but I can imagine Stevie Nicks dancing through the fire. Mm-hmm. And as she moves her body, mm-hmm. it's a devotion to whatever God she's devoting herself to at that moment. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, thinking about all of that Taurian earthbound energy and the way, you know, Mars and Pluto asking us to take action and stand up for what we believe for. The Neptune is dance, Mm -hmm. stomp your feet, chant, sing in devotion for what you want. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If if there's any other big rooms of fire people out there, there's this (laughs) other line in the song that is so, this is the first time I've ever noticed that this is so Neptunian, but she says, there is magic all around you. There's magic all around you. And I think Neptune also does tap into that a little bit. It's just like, did we all forget about the superpowers available to us? Did we forget about our creativity? Did we forget Mm. about our spirituality? Did we forget about the larger than life, like out there power that we have? Yeah, that that is our source that we are that is surrounds us just simply waiting for us to ask. Mm -hmm. It's just there. It's just there. there. (laughs) I love it. So what else do you notice, if anything, about this lunation that feels important? So Pluto to me is just over the course of May and into June, anytime a planet enters any of our fixed signs Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, and Taurus, Mm -hmm. or any time a planet enters an air sign, Libra, Aquarius, Mm -hmm. um, Gemini, that Pluto hanging out right there is going to say, die and be reborn. Like, here we are. So, you know, Pluto holding court at that very beginning degree and um, that Taurian energy getting ready to enter Gemini Mm. feels like just this big revelation and understanding. You know, the word that was coming to me, and for me, this has actually also been the word of this eclipse season is regeneration. Uranus now is in the middle of Taurus and Uranus has been there for a while. 
still going to be there for a while. But these eclipses finally are like, can we get this Uranian thing kind of like there? There's a little spark. There's we're lighting a little bit of a little bit of fire. We're lighting up that Uranus and Taurus and not incidentally, like (laughs) the financial collapse. All everyone was promising. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we were like, oh, maybe that's not going to happen. Actually, <laughs> right? oh, so, gosh. you know, not to be doom and gloom, but that was kind of the thought when Uranus came into Taurus. People were like, let's really look at like food systems. Let's look at the financial systems. Like, oh, yeah. let's look at the ways we support ourselves in this world. And of course, we've seen tons of challenges yeah. on that front since Uranus has been here. But you actually taught me this Leslie, is like when we think about revolution, it's not necessarily only a going forward. It can also be a going back, right? So regeneration can be tapping back into what we want. It could be tapping back into our purpose. It can be tapping back into who we were before that job, before that relationship, before that thing happened. So that regeneration and remembering that like, as we go around and around every single one of us, we are programmed to regenerate. Like that is in our cellular structure. Yes. And it's in in our ability to be on this planet too, in a regenerative way. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why I love astrology so much Mm. is because it shows us all of those different cycles, Mm -hmm. right? Our annual cycles with the sun, our daily cycles with the moon, our life cycles with the outer planets. Like all of these reminds us that even when we go back, we're coming back in a different way. We can still update. And thinking about like Uranus and Taurus from a global perspective, not just finances, but also about rematriating the land and Mm. caring for the land and Mm -hmm. restoring old ways of like land conservation, like indigenous Mm -hmm. knowledge and wisdom. And it also is about resources as commerce. Mm. And I think, at least as I see it going forward over the next few years, we're going to be seeing commerce really changing a lot to like energy, (laughs) like just like the power that powers us. The power that powers us. I mean, we've noticed if you're following what's the Russia's war on Ukraine, energy is a huge part of that. Yeah. And like the domestic attacks on like energy grids and things like that. Mm -hmm. We don't need to go like deep, dark, gloom and doom. But these are some of the things that as like Uranus is finishing up in Taurus, as Pluto vacillates between Capricorn and Aquarius over the next couple of years, we're going to see more and more of that, but we need to go through this. Yes, totally. So as above, so below, (laughs) as on the planet, so in you. Mm. I think for me, the question here is like, what do you want to revive and regenerate? Like it's time, you know, it's time. It's been time. Yes. It's been time. So what is that for you? And then what's the first step? What's the first step toward that? Well, if we ask the first step with this Taurus new moon, it's starting with your body. Yeah. See how our questions went in a nice little circle there. I always <laughs> Thank like you that. for bringing us back, Natalie. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So this is actually, there's a ton of power in it, but I love this. I love this new moon. Oh, me too. Yeah. It feels wonderful. It feels like it doesn't have to be scary with that Mars and Pluto. Like, of course, as we get up to this new moon and the following days, like when you're out on the road, be aware <laughs> because there's going to be rageaholics that are triggered by this and mm-hmm. that is not you. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. be conscious, aware, keep your eyes open. Mm-hmm. And yeah. honestly, stay home. <laughs> like, 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 stay home. Make yourself just the fluffiest little nest with the nicest mugs and, and buy some fancy detergent to wash your towels in. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, that's okay. And cheese. I'm going to buy that's cheese. That's okay. Yeah. And cheese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. I mean, really, like, what I just said is kind of like an answer to any moment. So just bookmark that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's move on to this um, this full moon in Sagittarius. So mm-hmm. so the full moon in Sagittarius, it is on June 3rd slash 4th because it's June 3rd at 11.42 p.m. Eastern time. So it'll be that evening time on the west side of the of the eastern coast. Um, Leslie's out in California, so mm-hmm. she'll have one that's right at the kids' bedtime. <laughs> yes. And then exactly. And then over the Atlantic and and east, it'll be on June 4th. So this full moon in Sagittarius, this means that our sun is in Gemini, pretty much smack dab in the middle. Mm-hmm. And the moon is in Sagittarius, pretty much smack dab in the middle, 13 degrees. What calls out to you as most interesting about this moon to start with, Leslie? Well, the sun, like, so the opposition of like the Gemini Sagittarius, like they're almost out in left field. There's nothing really happening in the sky (laughs) in these like little corners of the sky. Mm -hmm. And if we think about the sun ruled by Mercury, Mercury Mm -hmm. has finally left the shadow zone of that Taurus retrograde period. And has found a new best friend. (laughs) I always love um, when I took astrology courses, uh, lessons, like learning how to do it with Austin Kopik. He was like, yeah, you want to think about a conjunction as like they're sharing a bunk bed. (laughs) Uranus and Mercury are sharing a bunk bed. And you just think about that and like, oh, yeah, there's like power struggle in that. It's like one moves on top and the one on the bottom, you know, like all of the things. I love that image. So, But maybe, right? Because but like both Uranus and Mercury, they're about sharing information. Yes. So they're in that bunk bed and they're staying up all night talking about all of the ideas and how they're going to change the world. They sure are, yes, because they're also really interested in moving it along. They're Mm -hmm. like, okay, let's go. And of course, Mercury having had this kind of in D&D terms, a long rest. <laughs> Mercury's <laughs> just had like its, you know, its own retrograde. Um, that will feel that extra much, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I love that um, that energy. And there's this kind of quintessential connection that King Kong's with Saturn. Mm. I think as I've been kind of like softening my own personal hustle, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like, I'm not going to like deal with King Kunks's and Inconjuncts because they're so not practical. Right. 
But now I'm really absolutely loving the softness and the magic that comes with these King Kungses. And so thinking about Uranus and Saturn that I've been really fighting for the last few years in squares and like giving us like stress tests. Mm. I finally feel like we can like reveal the magic (laughs) of all of the hardships that we've been through over the last couple of years. Yeah, reveal the magic. Mm, let's let's create a question around that. I think it would be so fun to create a question around that because yeah, it's almost like okay, when you think about what you've been through, when yeah. you think about what you've been through, all that pressure, what is the diamond that that pressure has formed? What is that diamond for you? It's so sparkly and strong. Yes. What is it? And I want you to go with my lovely listener, really the first thing that comes to mind. Because I think a lot of us, when we get to this place to think about like really claiming the magic, the impulse is to be like, nah, I mean, no, right? No, no. All of the pressures of the last few years have created a diamond in you. What is it? What is it? And where are you seeing it coming through? Yeah. And it's, I feel like that diamond definitely going with trusting your gut, like you said, Natalie, and choosing that first thing because it's quintessential. It is not what you expected. Mm -mm. No, it's not what you expected. It's not what you thought you needed either. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm -mm. I love that. I also love that while we had Mars opposing Pluto Mm -hmm. in the new moon, in the full moon, it's Venus's turn. So it's kind of yes. like like Mars like takes off and I don't know, the place is kind of wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Venus kind of passes through. How do you see how do you see that, especially since it's happening really, it's the same aspect. It's just happening at the full moon instead of at the new moon. Yeah, two weeks later, Venus comes through and she's still in cancer. And so Mm -hmm. her beautiful opulence and comfy coziness and belonging with Pluto. I love Pluto so much. (laughs) I just, I'm like, what, how is this really going to be? How is this really going to show up? I just imagine this like being so certain of who you are and who you're here to connect with and Mm -hmm. what is absolutely home for you that there's never a question. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about it in that earlier lunation, what's worth fighting for? What are you going to stand up for? And when you do that, the people with whom you are supposed to connect, they'll be standing there too. Just look around. There they are. Yes. Right. But if you don't stand up, you won't be able to see them. Yes. You got to stand up. I love that vision, Natalie. You're so good that all of your people, that Venus, you know, her power to attract the people and the resources that you need. So once you decide to stand up and fight for something, your people will come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, where are you finding the people and the resources that you need, right? In this regenerative moment, in this magic claiming moment, like you are finding them. Yeah. So 
pay attention to that. It's like, oh, yeah, that one group of friends, I'm getting all these ideas or that one organization that I'm affiliated with. Like, wow, it's that's really feeding me right now. It's like really pay attention to that. And it's super interesting that when you think about like, how do I find them? Well, it brings us straight back to the Sagittarius full moon. Because when we think about the Sagittarius full moon and like the purpose of a full moon lunation is to release the things that hold you back from getting what you want. Mm -hmm. So we can think of the moon, the shadow side of the moon, all of the blocks that prevent us from getting the source of the sun. Yep. Right. There's some kind of reflection there. So in this process of standing up and calling in your people, you need a voice. Yeah. And with this, with the Gemini sun and that Sagittarius moon, what ideals and ideas haven't you been voicing and why? Mm-hmm. What ideas and ideals haven't you been voicing and why? And also, this is not like a beat yourself up about that moment, right? Like, I know for me, my first impulse is like, oh, because I'm not brave because I'm right. I'm, it's like, oh, no. Yeah, totally. This has been so destabilizing these last years have just really, like you said, we've been through so many stress tests, mm-hmm. right? That's okay. And also we are emerging, I mean, we're always emerging, but now really we are emerging. We're moving on. Yes. Both you and I have, have children, young children, and you were sharing earlier that your children are sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My teenagers. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And I have a seven-year-old and, you know, this whole year, even though like we've been mostly over COVID, we stopped getting those COVID notifications at mm-hmm. school, but now there's like the strep throat and all of these other like viruses that are like coming back with a vengeance. I'm like, totally. It seems a little bit even harder than it was with just like the simplicity of like those deepest, darkest days of lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about this, you know, with the Sagittarius moon kind of hanging out there by itself, mostly by itself, mm-hmm. um, ma- making a couple of aspects, but nothing strong. Yeah, nothing strong. And so it's like, are there beliefs that need to be released? Like, maybe I have these beliefs that I need to release and just in terms of like, things are harder. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, there's something here. I'm going to stumble around it for a Mm -hmm. moment. But one of those teenagers has a Sagittarius moon. And a person with a Sag moon is like a wanderer and an explorer. And so there's maybe something also to that as we are regenerating, as we are emerging, as we are maybe standing up for what we believe and and, and speaking out, what if anything is enabling our openness to that bigger, wider world? And what if anything is inhibiting that openness, right? Sagittarius wants to remind us like this big, wide world is 
glorious. There's so much that's here. It's so abundant. So easy to forget that when we are making diamonds because we're under so much pressure, right? Oh, I I didn't know that one of your children has that Sagittarius moon. Mm Mm-hmm. I have my Sagittarius moon also. Yeah. And this particular Sagittarius moon, as you were mentioning that, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that Jupiter is cozied up to the North Node. Mm -hmm. What do you take of that? I love to think of North Node as this kind of like desire destiny place. You're never going to get there (laughs) because desire is never ending. But also this is something that's pulling us and calling us. Um, How do you think about it? Yeah, that North Node is like, to me, like that soul potential. Like Mm. what is our most glorious potential? Mm -hmm. Yet moving towards that potential, your greatness, Mm -hmm. right? Of all that wonder that you could be, that's a stretch. It's a huge stretch. And in many ways, you're made to stretch that way, right? That's yours. You're made to stretch that way. And then at the same time, like, you know, I think about the Jyotish image of the nodes as the dragon always chasing. It's it's like never quite going to get there, right? And so, yes, it's the potential, but potential never stops potentialing. (laughs) Like, it's, it's never achieved. It's never reached. So there's never like this satisfaction of like, ah, I made it. You can always see the next. Yeah. So I wonder if there's going to be like, just like this vision, this purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about like Jupiter, at least in like leadership and like brand astrology, I always look at it as like our big why. Mm -hmm. What is our purpose here now? Mm -hmm. And so maybe your purpose has changed. Mm. Yeah. Maybe your purpose has changed and and maybe, right, it's changed because of both all that pressure that those that, that new diamond that you have that you got through all that stress of the last three years. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's also changed because now you can see things that you couldn't see before. Yes. You can see possibilities, you can see problems. All those dots are connected. Yeah. Sagittarius loves connecting those dots. Yes. Yes. I don't I wonder if you've noticed this with your like with it with your people, Natalie, but I've I've noticed this thing with my people, the most successful ones of my clients, like the ones that have made the money, have the communities, their businesses mm-hmm. are doing wonderful, wonderfully. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to do it anymore. Yep. They want to burn it down. Yep. Not burn it down completely because, well, they still have to make money, but they want to Mm -hmm. shift their priorities and their goals to doing things for themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, a thing I say, Leslie, and that's exactly (laughs) who I work with, of course, right? So if that's you, call me. (laughs) um, Everything is always changing and so are we. So are we. We learn. We grow. We see things differently. We enter different seasons of our lives. This world is changing and we are changing. And so, you know, I think a lot of times we think about sustainability as like, what's the thing I can enact 
that just will like keep everything going. It's like, it's very like industrial revolution, right? It's yeah. like, how do I keep the lights on? Perpetual right? and extractive. and it, Perpetual, extractive. It's like, oh, let's just defy the reality that everything's already always changing. Let's just figure out like, what can I put in place so that, you know, it's all this in business terms, because you and I both work with business owners. It's like, you know, what's my rinse and repeat? What's my evergreen that I never have to like Set look and forget. at? Set and forget, right? Yeah. Is that truly sustainable in a world, a marketplace, a humanity that is always shifting, changing, innovating? It seems now sometimes faster than ever. So fast right now. Yeah. yeah. Maybe sustainability is actually more like what we saw with native peoples who move around, who follow resources, who I just read this line in a book that was like looking for abundance and honoring abundance rather than trying to outrun scarcity. And it was like, yeah, that's a different way of being in the world. Yeah. I mean, our current society and capitalistic society manufactures scarcity, mm -hmm. right? So we're always running away from scarcity. Mm -hmm. But I love this idea of running towards abundance. Yeah. And thinking about just like the sustainable ways and the movement. So maybe this full moon, really, that key is right there. The ruler of the moon, Jupiter, conjunct the North Node. I love it. What is this new purpose and potential that you're stepping into, connecting the dots, believing, seeing for the first time in its most glorious possibility. I love it. I also love that a full moon in Sagittarius with the sun in Gemini has generated way more than three questions. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing about this. I, there's more and more because there's more, there's more. remember Neptune was playing with that new moon and Mars. Mm-hmm. And now it's playing with Venus. Now it's playing with Venus. Yeah. So it's like the rooms aren't on fire. No. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not Stevie Nicks thinking the rooms are on fire. It's a it's a whole different Stevie Nicks song. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that song might be. It might not even be Stevie, TBH. We might we might like switch over to Stevie Wonder for this <laughs> first for Neptune and Venus. <laughs> or like something about fireworks or something like something that's just like so glorious and awe-inspiring. Yeah, but like sweet. I don't know. There's mm. almost like, you know, sun on the water or sunset mm. over the ocean, right? It's like there's just this like, yeah, it's it's luminous, it's it's beautiful, it's awe-inspiring. Yeah. It's awe-inspiring. And so maybe Neptune, if we thought of like Neptune and, and Mars with that kind of like devotional action. I like it. Maybe yeah. this with Venus now is like devotional reception. Yeah. And devotional, yeah, devotional receiving like that kind of or and connecting, mm -hmm. right? That maybe it isn't so much about doing. It's just about being. Yeah. Being mm -hmm. and attracting what is yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, you will want your nice mug and nice smelling <laughs> towels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my gosh, Leslie, such a joy to co-create with you. Always, always, always. Will you come back? I want you to come back and do another one. Anytime, Natalie. Yeah. I I absolutely adore you. We have so much fun. We do. <laughs> We're we like do. definitely on the same page and so on the same page. So tell my beautiful listener where they can find you. So things have changed. I don't know if I if I mentioned that, but we've gone through this kind of mini rebrand. So I used to be at New Moon Creative mm-hmm. and now I'm just star powered. Star powered. <laughs> it's like so fun when people discover their brand name and it's like it was always there. <laughs> And now it's out. I love it. It feels great. So um, I have a podcast called Star Powered. Um, I'm not consistent and I love it. So don't ask me to conform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I drop episodes whenever I want now. So I don't want burnout. There you go. I'm on Instagram at Be Star Powered. And I have a beautiful community called Star Powered Circle, if you are interested. Yes. So worth your while to hang out with Leslie and her wisdom and her beauty and her kindness. You're so good. You're so good. I just adore you. Thank you for seeing me, Natalie. That's so beautiful. Yes. All right, my loves. So thank you so much for listening. You know, if you have a time witchery planner, there is a spot in your time witchery to hold all of your lunation reflections so that you can revisit them and so that you can actually do them. Maybe not in the 28 notebooks you have kind of floating around your house. P.S. You can still have those. I certainly do. So check out Time Witchery. It's a beautiful moment to adopt it if you have not yet already. Check out Leslie's magic in her Insta and her podcast. And more than anything, please love on yourself in these lunations, this new moon and this full moon. It is a time of appreciation. Give more value to what's really important, which of course is you. Thank you so much for listening and bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer Shammy D., Our gorgeous art is by the Sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time.